0: rise and shine the world is mine thanks so much for tuning in to the sit down and talk show as always i am your host Shanice talia williams today's topic we are going to be discussing boundaries being nice niceties kindness and humanity let's jump right in okay so let's jump right into the topic today of i want to start talking about boundaries and what it looks like when we invoke those with people who have harmed us, wish us harm, and so forth. What does it look like to invoke a boundary with someone who you were once in community with, you were once in relation with, in relationship with, and you felt the need to assert a boundary? Well, I'm gonna tell you a quick story about something that happened to me recently with someone I was in air quotations community with. And as soon as I started to do things to propel myself forward, this person started to react towards me differently. So for example, me posting, just simply posting that I was working on a podcast, um, me posting that I was doing the business group and just me starting to really promote what I had going on turned this person who I was in an air quotations community with, because I'm using that term very lightly at the moment. But it took a shift and their attitude started to change and how they treated me started to change. And they became more of someone who I was building with into someone who was now competing with me or who was trying to take bricks out of my pile to build their own. And it got very much to the point where it became hard for me to even share my success with this person or for me to feel confident or comfortable sharing my ideas without this person running with them as their own. So it got to the point where for my own safety, the safety of my intellectual property, my emotional safety, I had to find a way to humanely dismiss this person from my life because I have no problem detaching. I have no problem removing people from my life. I have no problem creating the boundary. It's invoking it in a way where a person still feels like a human being when I'm done with them. That's been my problem in the past. So I found this to be an opportunity for me to learn the lesson of mercy, learn the lesson of sparing another human being For the sake of, I have a very huge ego. My pride is definitely a lot. And knowing that about myself, owning that about myself, I am able to then literally hold it and hold space for that part of myself without projecting it or using it as a weapon formed against another. So I took this again as an opportunity to invoke my humanity as I invoke that boundary. So it was to the point where, all right, y'all leave me alone here, but I basically, she invited me to go out somewhere with her and I no longer felt comfortable being physically in her presence because I could tell one, her attitude and her energy towards me had shifted due to my current newfound creativity and the sprint that I'm on right now. And then two, she started to behave more erratically. So there was something that she's also going through personally that made me feel like, okay, it's definitely time for me to invoke my boundary of safety. Like it's time to protect myself in this situation. And being physically in this person's space would be more harmful for me than it would be helpful. So I'm going to white lie it out. I'm going to make up a white lie to spare her feelings and also to keep me out of her physical presence. So when she invited me to the event, I'm like, oh, no, you know, I might be back in Virginia that weekend, Pharrell's hosting this business conference and, you know, I'm trying to be a panel speaker. So I did this application, blah, 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 blah. So this is what I mean by this person trying to steal bricks out of my pile, this person trying to, it's giving energy vampire vibes. So when I said this to her, she's like, yay, oh my God, that's so exciting for real. But then when it got to the point where she started to message me erratically about what I am unable to do for her and what I should be doing for her and everything became about how I could use my life force energy to now propel her forward since I'm able to do it for myself. And. Once I realized that's what was happening, I basically had to let her know, like flat out, honestly, like, hey, things are taking a turn for the left here. I really think you you have some personal things going on that you kind of need to work through before I feel comfortable being around you. And she starts to snap. But what got me was she tells me, yeah, you don't know anything about who my godfather is. He went to the Hampton Institute, mind you, I'm from Virginia and graduated from norfolk state university like i've been to hampton university before homecoming games howard HU, battle of the bays like girl so that's one thing then she says to me because my goddad and my uncle know for real and that's the only reason why you even got invited girl that was a lie so now you look even more crazy trying to take credit for my success in my life when that was a full-blown, flat-out lie. So now she's trying to gaslight and plant seeds that the only reason that I'm able to do what I am able to do is because she's in my life. So guess what? Now you gone, bitch. So let's see what I'm going to be able to do now without having the energy of a vampress in my space, without you... Constantly bombarding my phone with text messages. Let's see how far I'm able to go without you being tethered to a portal that allows you access to me at all times. Because she is blocked on everything at this point. The only thing she's able to reach me on is this podcast if she decides to support and donate money. That is the only way I will ever see that young woman again. Because that's one thing about me. When I invoke a boundary, it has nothing to do with being nice for me, it has everything to do with making sure that. I am treating this human being like a human. So it has everything to do with a reflection of my humanity. And it also has everything to do with how I deliver the boundary. So I delivered it very, very succinctly. It was literally a text message that said, Hey, you know, this is a bit delusional. Now it's becoming unsafe for me. I really think that it's time for me to block you. And that was very much the text message that was sent to her. And, I'm going to play you all a clip so you know. Like I got receipts, I got proof. Y'all probably think like Shanice is crazy. There's no way that this could be her life, but it is. So just a moment while I grab the clip. Okay, so to whoever this girl's god daddy, uncle, whoever you are to her, you need to tell her to be careful about name dropping you to whom she's name dropping you to because you never know who's who in this world until you really truly get to know someone. And this is a great example of that. So let's let's go ahead and cue the clip. NYU Law, Robert E. Wooten III. Hmm. Literally produced with Pharrell. Stop. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Goodbye. So that is what I got after I said, I'm blocking you now, and I rebuke you at this time. This energy is demonic. You are clearly possessed. So that is the response that I got from her. But before that, Days before, this is what I was getting. My huh, friend, <laughs> Reverend Dr. Ha tally your Williams ha, I'ma do a Reverend Dr. Chicken Wing and I'ma slide some oil ha down the street ha, to my good friend Shani's X, literally XXX Oh I-e-oh, I-e-oh. yeah. Yah them Ja. Yeah. So clearly this was a stand relationship turned enemy turned D I have no idea what that was about to be quite honest but one thing I do know as a social worker and as someone who plans to work in the mental health field that how you handle those situations and how you handle people is very important so that's why I felt this was a lesson for me in in showing mercy and being able to handle someone with humanity because clearly that young woman is going through something it is very clear that there's something deeper That is going on with her spiritually, emotionally, mentally. So was it my job to be nice to her? No, never. It is never my job or your job to be nice to anyone. So I said that we were going to discuss the word nice today also. So let's break it down. For those of you who are unfamiliar with etymology, etymology is finding the root of words breaking them down into their latin origins or old french origins old english origins it's getting back to the root of the word so the root of the word nice it is rooted in latin word nesir or nesius which is nesir is not no and nesius is ignorant in old french nice was equivalent to stupid So when people tell you to be nice to someone, they're literally telling you to be ignorant, to be unknowing, to overlook and be stupid to whom or who or how this person is for the sake of treating them kindly, for the sake of reserving your true feelings about them, for the sake of pushing down and suppressing who you are and how you feel in order to make this person feel accommodated and comfortable. The days of being nice to people are over. We are no longer in a space where nice is going to propel or get anyone ahead. Nice is no longer a space of safety for women. Nice was never a space of safety for women. Let's be honest about that. It was a way of keeping us tame and keeping us in line and in order and keeping us dumb, dull, and ignorant. So I rebuke the word nice. I rebuke the frequency and the energy of the word nice. There's never going to be anything nice about me. And I can guarantee you that because the space and the time of living in ignorance for the sake of others' happiness is no longer a space that I'm willing to participate or to honor or accept anymore. So again, was it my job to be nice to her in this scenario, in this situation? No. Was it my job to be kind to her? I could have been kinder. I could definitely be kinder to people. But the thing about kindness is when you show someone your kindness, it can often be mistaken for weakness, especially when someone is acting erratically or emotionally erratically or they're gaslighting you to now greet that with kindness would only have been a disservice to myself because it would have maybe gave her the inclination that I wanted to continue to be in relation with her. It would have been a fake show of emotion. It would have been a performance, a display So how can I handle this situation while still being authentic to who Shanice is? Here I am. Instead of arguing with that young woman, instead of continuously allowing my low frequencies toward her to be or exist in the 4D internet space and going and continuing things on social media and so forth, I decided to sit down, share my story, provide a narrative that may be able to help someone who is in this situation in the future and use this as a moment for us again to learn out in the open, to learn together, to learn out loud that even when someone treats you in a manner that you would never do that to them, you you have none of that in you, like you lack all of that energy. But to have someone just out of in, nowhere, just out of nowhere treat you that way, it can shake shit up for you. It can definitely shake shit up and shake up how you handle things. But every opportunity to react is a moment to show how much of a person you've grown into when it comes to being reactionary. And every moment when we're greeted with the opportunity to react, we get to choose do we want to be reactionary or revolutionary? And in this scenario, the fact that my attitude has evolved means that my actions has evolved. So how I reacted to the situation has evolved. I've matured so much from the Shanice who loved destruction, who loved blowing up spots, who would have had to distract about her out yesterday. Like that Shanice transformed into the Shanice now who can take what I've been through take what I've gone through, kind of laugh about it, and then share it with you all because I think it's important, again, that we learn from each other's lessons. We be vulnerable. We learn out loud. And this podcast was never to shade her, but to uplift me and empower me and to say, look at you, girl. Look at you, Shanice. Like You would have been so ready to pull up on her. You would have been so ready to jump into defense to attack her and greet her with the same energy that she met you with. But instead, you chose to take an opportunity to reflect about how you behaved. You took the moment to share with others what helped you feel good about your behavior in this situation. And then also, I took the time to find my own lesson in this situation. And the lesson I found was access. Who has access to me? Why do they have access to me? What are their intentions behind wanting to have or maintain access to me? Because there are people who can literally see me on Facebook, catch me on their timelines on Twitter, see me on Instagram, never like anything, never participate in anything, but they will genuinely see something and be like, wow, it's good to see Shanice is doing good. That's cool. From a distance, you can admire, you can honor, you can acknowledge from a distance without there ever being any need to access or communicate. But to the people who never do, they never like anything, they see everything, but for some reason, they check in every once in a while just to make sure that their access is still there. Why do you feel the need to never communicate with me, have no relations with me, be in no form of community with me, but you still feel the need to have access to me? Why? That has nothing to do with the other person. That has everything to do with me, with you, with whom you allow access in your life. And why? Why do you allow this person access in your, in your life? Are you just being nice? Is that, the, is that why you refuse to maybe block this person or maybe never respond to the messages again so they get the point? Like, What is it that allows you to allow access to yourself? Why? Is it a lack of self-worth? Is it a lack of importance? Is it the imposter syndrome that you know everyone should have access to you because we live in a space of accessibility? Like why? So I had to sit with that question for myself and what I found was I was being nice. I allowed people access to me for the sake of what it seem mean if I blocked them for what I thought was no reason, but the reason is I refuse to allow you access to me. And that's good enough reason to invoke that boundary. No matter what that looks like or feels like for the other person, if you do it with the intention of loving yourself, if you do it with the intention of no harm being done to either parties in this situation, if your intention is simply to keep yourself safe and to remove access to excuse me, remove access from people who are frivolous with your energy, who are frivolous with your feelings, your emotions, and so forth, there's no harm done in that. That's that's being humane. That is humane for yourself. That is humane for other people. And people are like, well, is that, a, is that ghosting? No, we never spoke. This person literally just watches. This person is what we call a watcher. They watch me to see what I have going on, to see when is the opportune moment for them to now try to permanently gain access into my life because now I am in a permanent space of success. Now I am in a permanent season of abundance. I am in my permanent placement for prosperity. Everybody is waiting on that moment of your permanence in who you are meant to be in your purpose, once they see you in that permanence, that's when everybody wants to have access again. That's when everybody is liking everything, commenting under everything. You getting text messages, emails, phone calls from people who literally sat around and waited and watched for that moment to use that access to you. So what I feel is as I grow closer to my permanence, as I grow closer to sitting in my seat of purpose and sitting there, no longer marching there, no longer trying to get there, but actually permanently being seated and operating from that space, I feel the more need to have less friends, have less people in my life who have access to me. That's the thing about self-actualization. I said on Twitter the other day when I needed to release this energy initially that when we are being triggered by other people, it can sometimes remove us from our space of purpose and permanence. So sometimes there are energies and entities that when they think that you are unimportant when they think that you are you have no focus you have no intentions you are just a human being in this world who is here to engage in community engage in the collective they have no problem engaging with you they will engage with you so hard that you really think that you've made a friend but it's when you engage You make an air quotations friend, you find someone who is in your air quotations community, and now you feel confident and comfortable enough to operate in that relationship while also now introducing them to your purpose, introducing them to your mission and where you're going and where you're headed. And once people see that, that's when they realize like, okay, wait, maybe this is someone who I should have access to, I should keep access to. Now it goes less of us being in, real, true, genuine community with each other or in relation with with each other, to this person now being a performance, this person now putting on the mask of being the person you want them to be because they want to do whatever it takes to make sure that they can remain in community with you. They can remain with access to you. So when you are self-actualized, to try to go back into the collective or into the community too soon after you've realized Who you are, and you've actualized who you are and what you want out of life and who you are meant to be. Once you've seen and understood your place of permanence, that's when it's really, really, really so much more of an obstacle to make genuine friends, to find genuine community, because we were never meant to find those people. We were always meant to seek ourselves at the highest capacity. Whatever it means to you to seek yourself, That is what we were all meant here to do. We're only supposed to be finding things that make us happier, finding things that bring us joy, finding and stumbling upon the things that bring us success, abundance, and prosperity. If I were going to compare this life to a video game, it is a one player game. You are the only player in it. And everything that you collect and find during the game is meant to help you get to the next level of the game. But once you stop seeking what you need to get to the next level in the game, and you just start playing like the frivolous side games that are like pointless, you get no points, but you can still lose life force energy for playing them that's kind of what this game is a lot of people are playing the extracurricular games with their friends their families seeking community and so forth you get no points from those extracurricular games but when you are playing the game and you are focused on seeking yourself you are focused on seeking what tools you need in order for you to propel yourself to the next level that's when you start to win that's when you are playing smarter instead of harder But in my opinion, trying to seek community or collective versus seeking yourself is going to be a strategy where you are playing harder instead of smarter. And why? You have to navigate the feelings, the emotions, the providing for others, being in reciprocity in that while you are still trying to do all of that for yourself. When you become all of that for yourself, when you have solidified yourself post-self-actualization, you will find, like, not you will find. I I, rebuke the finding energy. But you will attract who you are meant to be in community with. You will attract your tribe. You will attract people who are like-minded, people who are like you. Stop trying for the sake of, we need to be more community-minded. We need to be more tribal-focused. Stop seeking community. When you self-actualize what you want to be in community with will show itself to you versus who you are told who feels comfortable for you at the moment we are always changing we are evolving every single day those of us who are committed to propelling ourselves to becoming the highest version of ourselves we're dedicated to growth which means i'm i'm growing right now like it's 6:20 a.m. central time and between 6:20 620 and 6:21 i will be a brand new woman And that's how I look at things. So for me to only seek community based on who I am at the moment means that in the next few minutes, we could no longer be community because something in my mind could change. My mind changes all the time. It's meant to change as it learns, as it processes. So as we learn people, as we learn new things, we change in the process. So... That's why I say, seek yourself, because your community changes as you change. It has nothing to do with selling out, selling out, or selling anything. It has everything to do with growth, people who are committed to growing and people who are committed to only growing up, people who are only committed to growing enough for them to maintain homeostasis, where there are those of us who are committed to growing out of homeostasis into the next level of uncomfortability in order for us to create our own peace, so you have to really and truly commit to yourself. You have to commit to your boundaries. You have to commit to your humanity. You have to commit to all of the things, like your your permanence, all of the things that are going to get you to your space of permanence. And if that means being kinder to yourself by way of invoking humane boundaries to those who cross you or get you fucked up, that is your divine right to do so. It is your duty to do so, to do anything other than to continue to be nice to people for the sake of being nice. You are now enabling bad behavior. You are enabling and invoking energies that can come against you now. You are welcoming the energy of harm into your space by being ignorant and overlooking harmful people. So that is where I'm going to end our podcast episode for today. I'm wishing you all the best, praying for your peace, praying for your happiness, um. Look up y'all like really look up that is what I'm going to start ending this podcast with look up because now's the time for everyone to start to really open their eyes to the truths of what's happening now and the first the first truth you need to accept is the truth in your direct and immediate environment start with those truths because the more you open up yourself to truth the many truths come first. The truth about the people in your life, the truth about who you are and what you've been ignorant to or overlooking or purpose, what you've been being nice for or nice to will start to come to you. And as those little truths start to open up, you start to open yourself up to universal truths, to bigger truths. So honor truth always look up and y'all be blessed. Have a good one.